This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by Lucky Bastard Distillers, Saskatchewan's premier distillery, and by the Pilot Bowens Brewing Company, brewed in the heart of Regina. Welcome! Holy shit! That's what I'm going to. To the Three Down oh. Greencast. You are listening to the internet's only golf podcast. <laughs> I'm Joel Gasson with John Fraser as usual, as uh, we have a little bit to get to. As uh, I would say the Banjo Bowl more or less went as expected. Maybe not entirely as expected, but leaned a lot closer to the expected than unexpected. As you can tell by John's snickering. Um, so we'll talk about how... Even though the riders got their asses whipped uh, to the point where I think I heard Jim Ross yelling to stop the damn match. <laughs> um, even I dis- could, even I despite... couldn't decide between that and the like <clears throat> and 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 the and the Simpsons stop stop yeah. he's already dead. Yeah, no, I, I think Jim Ross is more appropriate in this case because he the bombers were Triple H with a sledgehammer and Jim was just having none of it. <laughs> Stop the damn match! Yeah, you can never yeah. go wrong with Jr. <laughs> oh my God! Jr.'s Especially... pure disdain for Triple H is just it put him over so much harder as a heel because of it too. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Oh, it works so well. All the Attitude <laughs> Era days, the constant memes you and I send back and yeah. forth to each other. It's just per- we need more Jim Ross appreciation on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, the Riders they got dismantled. Um, Maybe not overly surprising, but a little bit. So we'll talk a bit about that and how, despite that, we're, I mean, we're not really that concerned because, well, we'll get into reasons. Uh, we'll talk about how, despite all of that, um, I don't think any of it falls on Jake Delagala and he should remain the starting quarterback and it feels like the Riders feel the same. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the game this week against the Elks and uh, how it'll be a little different than the last couple of times those two mm-hmm. games played. Uh, before then, though, well, I guess technically after the game against the Elks first, um, John and I are doing a little thing this week. Uh, we with are. A couple other meatballs and some other people related to CFL Twitter and whatnot. Uh, we're apparently going to be golfing where I believe John may be the only actual golfer amongst <laughs> us that is taking part in this so-called golf tournament. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One of our uh, one of our regulars, one of the seven listeners to the See Here podcast, uh, Dave. Uh, and uh, I don't know if Joe listens. I hope he does. Uh, but I always like the Twitter uh, hashtag Joe ruins something. It's always a good uh, go to. But uh, they're not ruining anything. They're actually putting together a little golf tournament. The Stadnik Invitational uh, starts ungodly early on Saturday. And actually, we're going to be using it as a fundraiser for CFL fans fight cancer. 
Uh, everybody I've spoken to, and actually it's cool, there's some there's some people that are adopting teams that uh, 25 cents a stroke uh, on your score is going to go towards CFL fans fight cancer. Uh, they do some great fundraising stuff, mostly around Grey Cup. But uh, yeah, the more I like talk to people, and mm-hmm. I'm by no means saying I'm great. Like, like a bad day for me is like mid 90s. A good day, a regular day is like mid 80s, and a great day I break 80. Mm-hmm. But talking to everybody, everybody's like, "Wow, look at you, Mister Fancy Pants, with your yardage apps <laughs> and your breaking 90." I'm like, "Ah." And the other thing too is it's so goddamn early in the morning. Is it? That... I don't know. I don't I, find, I don't I don't find like... ADMs that bad for golf. At seven, but we got to be there for 7:20. But it's it's not okay in terms of golf. It's not bad at all. It's a great it's a great day to golf. It's supposed to be a beautiful day uh, on Saturday. But what I mean is the great equalizer when I usually play with my buddies is they just get me really drunk, hmm. and and then I'm dog shit, right? I don't feel like that's going to happen at eight in the morning. I mean, you never know. I guess. I I, I mean, you are my cart partner. Hmm. I mean, unless I mean maybe we don't know. Maybe extremely sleepy John isn't very good either. I don't know. Oh no, I'm I'm great. Uh, especially I've had your coffee machine, and I'll be able to sleep in your spare bedroom, uh, where I won't have kids coming in in the middle of the night. Uh, maybe just your dog. And Mo is less disruptive than any of my children when they jump into bed. So I will probably have much like the last time I stayed at your place, uh, and I woke up and said to you and your wife, "That might be the greatest sleep I've had in my life." <laughs> yeah. Well. So it's uh, I'm, I'm hoping that is much the same and we can get out nice and early. Uh, and uh, of course, you know, always got to be safe, though. Got to have the safe breakfast. You've got the uh, incredible espresso machine. So I'm already looking forward to that and some bagels. We got to make sure I'm glad that you're cooking because I don't want there to be any poop incidents in the course. No, I, I mean, we're going to keep it simple because, yes, it is. It's a little too early for me to get up and actually like make something. So we just have like a stash of Costco bagels that I'll... Oh, I can't go wrong with Costco bagel. Uh, I'll probably be out of what I'm eating this week, so I'll pull some out for the weekend and we'll be fine there. That's just the easiest way to go about it. Then, yeah, obviously some snacks on the course and whatnot, but... Uh, Got to get a dog at the turn. Yeah. Like, like that's the number one thing is the mm. dog at the turn and that early in the round, you got to have a rattler. Like yeah. little little rattler, little dog at the turn, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a great day. We're gonna raise a couple bucks. Uh, if you want to get in on the donations, if you want to adopt uh, me or Joel, if you're and this is probably the most arrogant thing I've ever said about my <laughs> golf game. Uh, if you're cheap, you can adopt me. If you're feeling brave, you're feeling spendy, go ahead and adopt Joel Gasson. Potentially. Oh, I, I mean, I I mean, compared to some other people on this, I have golfed in my life. And there was a time I golfed regularly. So, like, I'm not sitting here saying confident that I'm going to win this thing and I'm going to go low or anything. I've never broken 90 in my life. But there are people who are saying they shoot in the 120s and 130s. That's fair. And I'm generally, when I was golfing regularly, which has been a few years, was kind of in that high 90s, low 100s range. range. Right. So I'm, I'm not quite in that 130s. So if those guys shoot in that area, I'm fairly confident I'm not going to be the worst one out there. Okay, so so what we're saying is you can save by your bucks by uh, you know donating based on how you or I shoot, mm-hmm. and if you want to get real spicy, uh, how about those the, our fellow meatballs on our team at the Piffles Podcast? That I hear there could be some high scoring. So if you're feeling extra spendy, uh, the the betting money is on Saf and Greg from Piffles will be part of our foursome uh, known as the Meatballs. Mm-hmm. We have official team names, and <laughs> yes, we are in fact. The meatball bunch. 
Who's bringing the Cheetos? Oh, I bet you, Greg. Oh, we gotta have Cheetos at the turn. Do we get Cheetos at the turn and do a photo op? I mean, probably. Uh, that has to happen now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right, then well, the Cheeto dust will be all over your hands, and then you won't be able to grip your clubs, and then you'll just have an awful back nine, and then you'll come not first. That's that's, that's <laughs> fair. That 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 sounds about right. That is Cheetos are generally something. I better pack an extra towel. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, in, yeah, for Cheetos, and in case I win, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, I think actually, as excited as you are to show up and play in this thing and hang out with everybody, and we have some other plans for the rest of the day afterwards, um, I've never actually heard you more giddy than you were told about the spreadsheet to keep track of everyone's score. <laughs> because, I mean, they have these things called scorecards at the golf course, but apparently that's not good enough for anyone. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Joe has cooked up one of the most beautiful spreadsheets you've ever seen in your life. Like, like I, I got looking at the back end of this thing, and the formulas, like, automatically calculates birdies, live tracking of a leaderboard, like we're on the Puga Tour. Like, oh, six to midnight watching this thing. Like, that there should, is... There should almost be, like, I don't know. That should almost be, like, there should be live tracking of that on Twitter or, or some kind of website or something. I think the dock is open. Yeah? Okay. I, th- I think it is. So people, or we could screenshot it or whatnot. So like, yeah, I, well, I, I believe it's open too because I saw it on the Stadnik Invitational Twitter account, and right. I just clicked on it and opened, and I wasn't invited to do that, so it was there. Or, or <laughs> but at the very least, we'll be able to recap the Invitational mm-hmm. on next week's episode too. Absolutely. So, so we can see like. And I do definitely, um, I do enjoy, obviously, tunes while we're golfing. Hmm. Uh, no country music, which was led to a awkward situation last time I went golfing. Uh, it was a end staff event. And uh, I was paired with our owner, Josh. Uh, 10 out of 10 human. Love working for Josh. Uh, he's got speakers and everything on his golf cart. It's really cool. And he played nothing but country music. Hmm. But it's like, you're paying for this. And you signed my paychecks. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really bitch about this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be far away from the court, from 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 the uh, from the sound. But uh, yeah, I, I, we've been promised uh, things like S Club Seven, uh, maybe some B Four Four on there as well. Uh, you know, we we'll have a we'll have a nice variety. We'll have a nice mm. variety of some golf tunes. Absolutely. One thing we will not be doing after the Stadnik is going to Subway. Oh God, no. no. And for some or reason, before. or before, or before, I well, I mean, pants. I don't even think they're open at like six thirty in the morning, so that helps. Uh, some of them serve breakfast now. Yeah, but I don't think they're open that early. At least not in Regina, as far as I can remember. Fair, fair. There was one I went to once in uh, Rochester, New York, that was open that early. There was and... one in Grand Prairie that was twenty four hours. Oh God, I don't uh, know if it still is or not, but it was at one point. <laughs> The one I went to in Rochester, I almost started making my own sub because the person working there had clearly had a night the night before was passed out in the back. Yeah. Like not medical emergency. Like I could hear them snoring, but like, yeah. yeah, So that's that another, another great subway tale, but no, we will not be visiting a subway no matter what. We got too much on the go. I cannot shit my pants. No. I mean, uh, maybe we'll stop in at sub express because they're a great local chain. Um, but for some reason, this completely slipped our radar. Um, we had noticed a while ago that they were for sale. Right. And apparently it sold like half a month ago. Okay, that would make sense though, because I was like, uh, I was just coming back from holidays. Yeah, so it was like August 24th is apparently when it got sold to this work capital, no rela- relation to Nathan Rourke. 
or Curtis Rourke, <laughs> or any of those works. I believe I'm pronouncing it right. It's R-O-A-K, so I could be butchering that name completely. Let's um, call it Rock. Yeah, it might just, be Rock. Just, 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 to, just so nobody thinks that we're you know also on the Nathan Work to the New York Jets hype train. Hmm. And so they own other fine chains, speaking of shit-splitting, um, Arby's, Arby's uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and Wild Wings. See, I've heard Dunkin' Donuts from my American friends has absolutely gone do- downhill since they bought it. Yeah, probably. Like, it kind of like how Tim Hortons, mm-hmm. you know, you can get a credit card there now, but they can't <laughs> bake your donuts fresh. Yes. You can get a credit card. I've seen something about a line of clothing, but yes, the, the still ass coffee and terrible donuts. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently they sold for $9.6 billion to this Holy! Group. Uh, they were looking for 10 so they didn't get all the way there, but I guess 96% of it is pretty good that, yeah that's real good. <laughs> and yeah um surprising amount uh looks like they're into streamlining and closing locations and sort of becoming more efficient and whatnot because yeah subway grew way too fast way too quickly at one point um by the fact that even in this province there's like seemingly one in every corner in some areas i think there's 10 <sighs> in saskatoon mm-hmm. like even more than a and w yeah R- research time continue talking i'm researching Anyway, I uh, just felt like it was an important piece of update for us to give, uh, to talk about. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully within that, since they've already spent $9.6 billion on the brand, maybe they could spend a little bit and, you know, wash their lettuce or something. Oh, oh, oh holy shit. There's more than eight. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, Nothing seven, on a live eight, podcast. nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. There are 18 subways in Saskatoon. It's like one for every hole. <laughs> oh, but it would do bad things to your bottom <laughs> hole. Oh, God. The thing that terrifies me more is like thinking to myself like, okay, maybe they would get bought by somebody who would, you know, actually go through the logistics of washing the lettuce. Because that, that, according to somebody smarter than both of us, uh, our curling buddy slash curling coach, Jay Price, uh, who's actually like an agriculture engineer, some fancy real job like that. Um, he says that's the problem. To streamline costs, they stop washing the lettuce. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to do it at the store. But people don't do it at the store, and that's why your innards get ruined. So uh, them streamlining it, uh, maybe now it'll be suspect spinach as well? Hopefully not. I mean, oh. I be- wouldn't a central washing location make more sense? But you would, You would think. I don't know. But, like... I don't know, like, I again, like, when I first made, like, like many, many podcasts ago, when I first pointed out that the lettuce gives you the poops, I thought I was the only one, because I have terrible guts. And, uh, wow, yep, to find out are. it was like, oh, that's a lot of people. Uh, there's nine <clears throat> in Regina, mm-hmm. as I'm just looking right now. That was much easier to count, because 18 was, was a lot. Like, I opened up the Google Maps. like 100% maps. more. Twice as much. <laughs> And I'm not even drunk yet. No. Oh, that's oh, that's a lot of subways. Okay, now I'm like finding out which random <clears throat> small towns have subways now. Oh, this God, is, all this... of them probably. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like wow. it's 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 in the range of like Boston pizza in terms of you can find one in just about every community. There's one in Southie. Yeah. Which I hear has really good rink burgers, but I I digress. Enough about our our. Uh, uh, enough about the number of places that you can get lettuce that'll absolutely ruin your insides. Yeah. Um, 
the writers, their root insides weren't ruined this time, and they still Ooh. lost the Banjo Bowl. <laughs> Worse than Worse they even. did. So uh, we'll get into that, uh, Jake Dalagala, and a whole lot more. Uh, but for the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, as we make that great transition, <laughs> uh, what is in the glass this week? Uh, this week, Joel, as I figure, we'll be consuming ample amounts of Pile of Bones product uh, together on Saturday. Went with something different. Very excited to see it at my local Sobeys liquor store. Uh, 88 Brewing starting to bring some products in out of Alberta. Uh, I'm having the Night Gallery Hazy Pale tonight. Uh, it's an easy one. It's only five and a half. And out of everything 88 makes that I've tried, uh, their second best beer and that's only because Wave Pool is a 10 out of 10. Night Gallery is like a solid like 9.2. Like this is just oh, it an out since you were, we were talking before the show. Interesting. Well, I know, but I got I got to give I got to give some some room. <laughs> um no, nah, it's it's a 9.5. It's definitely a 9.5. Like it is up there like in terms of beers that score above a night like this one's at a 9.5. Uh obviously the White IPA, the Double White IPA, uh, uh, wave pool, and there's another. Oh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Surely something, something from Lake of the Woods. Like, I mean, the way you obsess over them. Oh yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Basically everything from Lake. Yeah, Sneaky Peach is a nine point like seven. Uh, Blueberry Ale is a nine point six. It, it scores lower because it gets you drunk really fast. Um, yeah, that's kind of a nautical disaster. The dry hopped IPA is also a 10 out of 10. So there's only three 10 out of 10 beers in my life. Nautical disaster, uh, a wave pool and the pile of bones, white IPA. But, uh, I can tell you night galleries up there in that top, like beers of all time tier for me. Hmm, fair enough. So, uh, for me, another one that's up there for me, at least one of my favorites, the, uh, pile of bones, black IPA. Yeah, which doesn't taste like you'd expect it to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had one a couple of episodes ago, so we, we talked about it recently, but yeah, it's, it's still just as fresh and as delicious as ever. And uh, some interesting beers coming up from Pile of Bones. They have their new Spud Light Out, which is exactly what you think it is. Uh, pretty much a nice, light, easy-drinking beer uh, made with some potato, which uh, should make it nice and dry. And they also have a new, like a, uh, like a citrus kiek, kivek, I forget how you pronounce it, coming out. It's called Freshly Squeezed. Uh, you'll find that one out on uh, shelves soon as well, this light, fresh and easy drinking on that one as well. There's a subway in Sioux Lookout, Ontario. Hmm. So, uh, sorry, I'm like, just like, <laughs> oh my God, there's a subway in the home of Colin Hodgson, Red Lake, Ontario. And that's about as isolated as you get. Mm -hmm. Wow. Sorry, I just, I'm, I'm like, okay, I got to close that. I'm going to twiddle through Google Maps and just find random subways. I'll do that later. Do that okay. at bedtime. Yeah, maybe that'll be a quest for another day. Maybe it'll be an ask John anything of where is the most isolated subway that you can find. Uh, all right, uh, Dave, Jock, Greg, Grammy, everybody. Uh, somebody uh, somebody remember that for the next Rider Bye Week here. Mm -hmm. uh, the Riders essentially had a bye week last week. Um, oh, boy. As they traveled to Winnipeg for the annual Banjo Bowl. As much as the team doesn't want us to call it that, um... I'm going to continue to call it that. Most people do. Um, I understand. Every, everybody does. Like, yeah. it's like, I don't get it. Like, it, I, embrace... I can understand it to a degree, but I think for the most part, the sort of origin we've all kind of moved on from, like, sure, at the time, and it was said in jest, and it was, but it, what was said was maybe still a little over the line from Troy right. Westwood all those years ago, and I can understand that, but. I mean, if it's the Banjo Bowl, to me it would imply then that 
the banjo applies to both teams. Yes! Not just one. So really, it's self-deprecating humor of Manitobans as well. Because really, we're all in the same pot here in the prairies. So, realistically. The (laughs) stupidest thing is, if you go to the Banjo Bowl now, like I was at the first couple of Banjo Bowls. If you go there now, Mm -hmm. like there's more people wearing blue and gold that are dressed up like hillbillies. Then you get people from Regina. Like it's 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 a fun, cool atmosphere. And <clears throat> I get the team. I get them not wanting to call it the Banjo Bowl. That's totally fine. But to imply that anybody here in Saskatchewan, other than a man with tiny, tiny legs who screams into a microphone for a living, uh, doesn't want to call it the Banjo Bowl. I've never met anybody that doesn't want to. Like it's like you said, like now, like it's so far gone that like. They have to give history lessons on the TSN panel as to what started the Banjo Bowl, right? Like, Milt Stiegel's talking about it, and he was at practice and all this, and uh, yeah, like, just have fun with it. It's dumb. It's chaotic. There's a friggin' Mayo Bowl in in the States. Come on, like. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, it's it, it helps them market the game, which is never a bad thing. Even when the Bombers are absolute dog shit, it gets people wound up and excited for at least one game a year in the city of Winnipeg to guarantee to sell out because it's become a thing rather than just a Labor Day rematch. Right, and and that's exactly it. You market one game middle of the season when the weather's still nice that you kind of make it. And it's funny that the CFL's basically been doing this with Labor Day weekend before all these other leagues. How, like, the NBA's talking about an in-season tournament. To, like, spice up the dog days of January. And the NHL is looking at doing something. Not that they'll ever get it together, right? But, like... Well, the NHL is talking about doing an international tournament in February every few years. Hmm. Huh. If only one of those existed somewhere. Anyway. If only the fact that Crosby and McDavid have never played together internationally yet. But I digress. Um, this is not... A, we might be a golf podcast. We will we not might, be a hockey podcast. Right. We will occasionally be a curling <laughs> podcast. We will never be a hockey podcast. Do not fear about that, my friends. Um... But yeah, it's just it, you're right. Like it's one of those things that it's the same way the Labor Day Classic always always sells out, no matter how dog water the uh, the riders are, yep. you know, or or uh, Calgary or Edmonton. Like it's just it's it's a cool way that the CFL has essentially elevated their own games and elevated the product and making sure that you're getting bums in seats and eyeballs on the TV in the middle mm-hmm. of the season, right? Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. So yes, it, it, and it it's it's got it's it's least Labor Day has reached the point where even TSN, who is trying to do things as cheaply as possible this year, put <laughs> some money into those games on Labor Day weekend. 
oh, to the point that grown? to the point where it's very obvious the following week that they do not. But anyway, as you alluded to in your article on Three Down mm-hmm. Nation, there's the plug for you. Um, meanwhile, I'm sitting there like just gushing over the drone cam for field goals they had in Calgary. Yeah, like how cool is that on Labor Day? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting because the drone stuff. Now I know we're really really get into the stuff that our listeners want to hear. Well, maybe maybe Dave. He likes the cable cams. Um, <laughs> the drone stuff, generally speaking, is you just used for, like, scenery, like the set yeah. shots of the stadium and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it was kind of cool to see it used um, as during the actual game. I believe there was actually a little bit of – one of the plays was, I believe, video reviewed in Calgary, and it included that angle of the play, which was kind of cool. Oh, cool. Um, it, it reminded me of the game in Halifax where they had this camera on top of the dorm. And you got the like the all twenty two essentially from there, which oh, is great. Fun fact on that, and I meant to tell you this: mm-hmm. um, while I was on holidays and Touchdown Atlantic happened, uh, one of the one of my really good friends, one of my closest buddies, a long time, uh, is was on the dome crew for that game. Okay, and it was the camera guy's idea to shoot it up there. Of course, it would be. TSN wouldn't have come up with that themselves. I mean, he had the full support. Well. And it was a dome camera guy and yep. dome's idea and dome made it happen. It wasn't anybody at the three letter going, Hey, stick a guy up there. It was somebody going, Hey, this would be cool. Brian, can we make this work? And they mm-hmm. did. So nice. uh, a little fun tidbit there. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, so you can tell by our conversation about broadcasting right now that, uh, we are deeply concerned about the state of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders following <laughs> that, uh, 51 six loss. <laughs> Which, which which surprises me. Like, I, I had a chance to... I normally am not one to listen to post-game shows. No. Uh, mostly because one of them is unlistenable half the time. Um, I mean, the other one with, with Jamie and Daryl and, and Belton is great. But I was surprised at not the calmness of... Because you and I both... I mean, you know Jamie better than I. But, like, Jamie and I is not a panic, panic, panic hot take artist, right? No. Nor is Belton, nor, nor is Daryl, nor is anybody really over at Ralco these days. But the fact that they just kind of went, yeah, okay, we're just going to carp, 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 you know the word I'm going for. Um, the fact that they just said that and the listeners agreed was the thing that shocked me. Because, like, Jamie came on all calm, like, yeah, just throw that one in the garbage. And Belton's like, you're right, it was terrible, but here's a great barbecue recipe. And Daryl's just like, yep, get rid of it. Um... <laughs> them and then the listeners i thought oh god the listeners are going to be phoning in wanting like dickinson fired and everybody dickerson. cut dickerson right dickerson. um and there was some talk about the o-line and the o-line was not I mean, good they were missing two of their five starters so yeah Ex- exactly and i think it was nye or belton that made the point that of the five guys on the field in the banjo bowl one was maybe an expected starter for this year. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I did laugh, though, because I, I, I had to work that day and I showed up at my real job in my Bombers jersey <clears throat> with a Bombers golf shirt underneath. Uh, and, of course, my Sergio jersey. But it, when I was in front of customers, what I would do is I'd hang up my jersey on the wall and just wear an ends pullover. So um, somebody booked me an appointment right for two o'clock. Um, and it took a while. Like, it was just somebody had lots of questions on their mm-hmm. deal. And unlike other car dealerships, we don't just glaze over that. We show you how much your interest rate's going to be in the price and all that kind of stuff, right? So 
about half an hour later, I turned on my computer, I turned the game back on, and when I uh, when my appointment started, it was three nothing Riders. It was twenty one to three by the time that uh, I was done with that appointment. So uh, I knew it was going to be a good day. Yeah, like, I, I think if you if you watch the game from the start and you you kind of watch the whole thing, um, I think off the very top, like the very first drive was actually quite promising. Now, granted, it was likely a two and out if not for a penalty. But I was actually impressed by the fact that Jake Dolagal and the offense managed to march down the field. Yeah. And I believe had they hit Keon Schaefer-Baker with that touchdown, had that throw been made, it's a different game. 100%. Do, do the Riders still lose? Probably. Do they lose quite so badly? No. I, no. I think there's some confidence on offense. The crowd has calmed down a little bit. The Bombers are still going to come out mad. They're still going to do their thing. And they probably still go on to win. But maybe it's more like that first game of the year where it was like 45 to 24 or whatever it was. Right, where they eventually yeah. went Death Star mode, but it took a while to get yeah, there. Yeah, like they, 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 they kind of went back and forth for a while until the Bombers just outclassed them a little bit. That's probably yeah. where it would have gone, and that would have been fine. Um, like, ultimately, yeah, I think most people expected the Riders to lose. I honestly think most people, I believe the Bombers are eight and a half point favorites or something. So yep. pretty much everyone I saw was picking the Bombers to cover that spread even. So I think there was, you know, generally speaking, yeah, there's an understanding of, okay, even though they won Labor Day, you know, they know, you know, we've talked about this. The Banjo Bowl is generally the better team wins. Yeah. And it's generally a very tough game for the Riders to win, even when they're good. So yeah. the fact that the Bombers won, I don't think surprised anyone. I think the fact that it was over so quickly, maybe a lot of people kind of got over it quicker and just went about with their day. Maybe that helped sort of with the mood. And I think in the grand picture of things, as we talk about it now, I mean, they're they're at 6-6, six and six, which I think if you told Ryder fans at the start of the season, after, you know, after the Labor Day Banjo Bowl duo, the team was going to be 6-6 six and six, heading into the final third of the season, two games up still on the Calgary Stampeders <clears throat> for the third playoff spot in the West. I think, I think most would be pretty happy with that situation. So no, I, 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 absolutely. And, and and just sorry to cut you off a bit, Gas, but uh, I, I think the mentality to the Bombers had a big part of playing in this. Oh, they, they were total Death Star. They they did what they did to the BC Lions. Like after the Lions won that first game against the Bombers, everyone was like, oh, the Bombers, oh, the Bombers, what's wrong with yeah. them? And then they just came out and actually absolutely piss kicked the Lions the second time around. Well, now, well TS, that's and, it. And, and TSN tried to make it a thing in that game of, oh, the Bombers, the Bombers. Like, no. The difference was this time around, the Bombers were mad because the Riders won and some things happened in that game, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think there was a single narrative out there about the Bombers are done, the Bombers are old, the Bombers are shit now. Like, no one believed I mean, that after no. the Riders won Labor Day, so we can stop with that, please. As an, aside, I do also, yeah. As an aside, I do think it can also be true that the Bombers are still, A, an elite, very good contending team in this league, and B, not as good as last year. It's just the gap between them and now was there was you know there was a lot of room to fall for them to remain elite, but still not as good as last year. No, certainly, and it was the first it was the first thing Sergio said to me uh, last week mm -hmm. after after Labor Day. He looked at me and went, "We get revenge in six days." Yeah, like and just completely deadpan. So you know what the message was from Mike O'Shea after the Labor Day Classic. All right, guys, we get revenge in six days. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it showed up like. Like it just like it was electric. Uh, the crowd was loud. Uh, my cousin Mike was there, and he told me he's like, I've never heard this building that loud. Hmm. 
Like the fans were there for revenge. The bombers were there for revenge. And uh, yeah, as as we like to call it this year podcast uh, is, is something we've taken from college football. Uh, Death Star mode where you just yep. go in and you blow blow them up and it's over and it's done. And all the citizens of Alderaan have been vaporized. Yeah, more or less. So it's different circumstances, but kind of like the Montreal game. Like the Montreal game, there was, you know, there was a scenario that sort of led to what happened there. This was just an extremely good team that was just on another level that day. And even if the Riders were playing at their best, they were not going to win that football game. No, and it was interesting, too, to listening to Nye and the, and, and the callers in the postgame show, talking about how that Montreal game was so much worse. <laughs> like, like it, it yeah. was just like you, you came out of the Montreal game with fine hurt, not knowing what Dalla Gala was, Harris hurt going, oh, my God, the sky's falling. How are they going to bounce back? Well, we've seen how they've been able to bounce back, proving they're far more mentally tough and better prepared than last year's 18-wheeler off a cliff team, right? So yeah. uh, you're you're right. Like, this was just – and it's funny talking about this with, with, with people saying, I don't know if the Riders were that bad. The Bombers were just that good in this one. And everybody goes, well, they gave up 51 points. Of course they were bad. But, like – the other team plays too like <laughs> right like and, and to me this wasn't like you see those losses where like the Montreal game where you got turnovers you got sloppy plays you got bad mistakes where you know Montreal maybe didn't play that good you can't make that argument here Winnipeg no. punted once yep and it was, and like, it was a meaningless punt with like 40 seconds left it, it, exactly and yeah. like they, they could have kept the pedal on like they could have just gone for it for shits and giggles to say they didn't punt once <laughs> <laughs> I think they should have, right? But it, it it was just it was one of those games yeah. that you look at your opponent and go, okay, the Riders are better, but they're not there yet. No, and I I don't think anyone had any expectations that they were there yet. As we talked about last week, had they won that game, we could be having conversations about where they are relative yeah. to those other th- the top the undisputed top three teams in this league. But they didn't, and so they're pretty much where we thought they were they're in this they're in this jumbled mess that involves most of the other teams in this league now probably except for the ottawa red blacks i i would almost argue they still remain and we we saw this more when when harris was healthy Mm. early in the season i still think they're kind of in their own tier montreal may be in their tier too i think i think the (laughs) two of them are kind of but montreal but montreal seems to be regressing they are. Uh, uh, they're like, in the same tier at the moment. I didn't say they're going to finish at the same tier. Right. But right now, I would say they're kind of in the same spot. Right. Where it can where it can go either way. And I just I see a Saskatchewan team that's getting healthy again. Yeah. Like everybody they were missing basically on the offensive line was back at practice today. Uh, and they they seem to be getting stronger, notwithstanding you know last week's terrible game. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I see Montreal where you know it's getting bad when the TSN crew's going. I think it was Matt Dunnigan that basically said, if they can't run the ball, they're not going to win because Cody Fajardo's not that guy. Well, and as an aside, I wish they'd stop talking about this because Jason Moss has never run the ball in his CFL career when he's been in charge of an offense. And, and no, and you can. So I mean, let's not it, learn from that, and you know. <laughs> well, well, and, and and that's it. To me, to me, that's I not Harrison. a knock against Jason or his offense. He's going to do things his way. It's just maybe we should stop expecting it and talking about it because he's literally right. never done it. Right, exactly, and it, it, it continue. And this year, it's looking like it's going to be his downfall again with that Montreal team that seems to be regressing. And <laughs> I think if you're a Ryder fan, and even me as an outside observer here, you have to feel better about this team at six and six than at six and six last year. Oh, hundred percent. Like it's just there's there's pieces there. Like the defense, with the exception of 
you know, let, let's face it. If you, you know, I, I heard, I know Derek Taylor, friend of the program, was talking about the point differential of the Riders versus, say, Montreal, right? Um, the Riders have just had two absolute stink burger games. Yeah. Like, they got For the, the most North. part, they've been in every other game. Exactly. Especially yeah. the ones at home, right? So now, yeah. you know, coming down the stretch, you've got some winnable road games. I mean, and, and of course, like at home, they're doing what they're going to do at home. Right. That's why the fan supports here in the province. That's why to me and, and I've only been at the two Winnipeg games this year, which is more games than I've been at in a long time, actually. Mm. But I've been at the two Winnipeg games this year, and it seems like that energy's back in that building. You're at every game. Um, do you see the same thing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten better as the year's gone on for sure. I, I think it was a little timid at first because people weren't sure after last year. And there was certainly a desire amongst many for change. So I, right. I could see. I can understand sort of the timid start, but it's definitely been picking up as the year has gone on for sure. Yeah, and and, and, and again, this is not a team that goes in a Death Star mode. This is no. a team that, that plays hard, um, that tries things and is winning football games. And I think the key to that is, and, and you said it in the good, the bad, and the dumb, and got a little bit of flack for it on Twitter. But, I mean, Jake Dalla didn't throw three for 300 yards. No. But he didn't look like Dogwater either. No, I mean he was he was completely unremarkable. He was completely irrelevant. But that is, I'm not going to say a positive necessarily from that game. But it is a scenario where they didn't lose and they weren't bad because he made them bad. We've seen good quarterbacks for this team go into that environment and shit the bed. Yeah, Jake Delagala essentially had a touchdown drive to open that game. Yes. And if that happens, that's a different football game, as we talked about. From there, the Bombers got, you know, they kind of said, okay, we survived that opening drive. We took their first shot. Let's just end this now, and they did. <laughs> um, he had one sort of weird fumble, but, I mean, that's fumble luck, c'est la vie. He's still gone three starts without throwing interception, which for a guy who's made four career starts is pretty remarkable. So, yes, he didn't win them the football game. Yes, he didn't necessarily show up and prove to be an elite quarterback in this league. No one's asking him to be. He came in and didn't lose his starting job. And that's really what I took from that game. No, and and I think, too, uh, I, I don't know if you made this on the pod or the preamble, Joel, but uh, you made the point that basically midway through the second quarter, you could tell the riders just said, we're not winning today. Mm. Let's not put anything on film that people can see. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's not get hurt. Let's not anybody explode their Achilles here. Let's just... <laughs> Let's get through this game. Let's get out of here. Let's not show any crazy looks on film. Because I know a lot of people were talking, oh, you know, the offense was too conservative in the second half. Well, Why would, what's the point? <laughs> you were down, like, literally, you were down 42 to 6. I honestly would like, have put, and this was, and I, it sounds backward to say, because, yes, Jake Delagala needs live reps still and et cetera, and it wasn't his fault at all. I still probably would have put Shea Patterson in sooner, number one, to keep Jake Delagala healthy, and number two, if Jay Patterson can't play more reps in that football game, why is he on this team? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because, again, you just know this isn't like last year's Banjo Bowl where the team tried to fight through adversity. Yeah. The adversity of grown-ass men pooping their pants and puking in garbage pans in, in what sounded like my absolute worst nightmare while Jake Dalagala was being driven to Winnipeg by Craig Reynolds after he had had a dozen beer on a golf course that the, the previous day. Like, it just, oh, like, like they, they, they were trying to battle adverse. This one was just, they knew they didn't have it. Mm -hmm. 
it's it, 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 nobody got hurt. Um, you're right. It was super vanilla. It was super boring in that second in that second half. Uh, I mean, we got to see uh, our boy Sergio out there quite a bit, kicking some kicking some field goals. Of course, perfect for our boy. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't hate them not putting anything good on film. Like if no. you've got gadget plays or you've got looks that you want against Winnipeg, you've got stuff deep in the playbook you know you're going to bring out. You're not doing it while you're down 42 to six. You're going to go vanilla. You're you don't want anybody hurt, right? Like. How often do you see a guy get injured on a on a on a three four yard out? Yeah, right. I, mm-hmm. Again, things can happen. It is football, but yeah. to all, all those criticizing Jake for saying, "Oh, he's way too conservative," they weren't winning that game. Why put anybody at risk? Mm-hmm. No, so for, for, like, for sure. I like that. Yeah. So it'll, the the interesting thing. So despite all this, we're not concerned about them. Everything's fine. Well, not everything's not everything's fine, but it's it is what it is, kind of thing. What matters? Talk to me. Talk to me in two more games against Edmonton. If they if they drop the next yes. two, if this is a three game slide, then we can talk about panic. Yes. So we are now into a scenario of okay, if this happened, how you respond is what matters. And last time this happened, they responded with two just absolutely ridiculous wins against the BC Lions or Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yes. Um, it is going to be a much different matchup this time than the last couple of times they played the Edmonton Elks. Even though I know those games against the Elks were tough matchups for them because that's just what this team does um this time i think i'm okay with a tough game against the edmonton elks this is not the last time they played the elks where they should have just beat the piss out of them this yeah. is a okay the elks while still elksy at times um <laughs> are still are very much competitive now are a very tough out and are very difficult to play against so this is one of those games where okay it's going to be difficult you know chris jones is going to bring some stuff if they can survive, that's all that matters. And 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 honestly, Edmonton is quickly becoming fun as hell to watch. Yeah. Trey Ford, like I had a chance to watch the comeback, the second half comeback, uh, of of almost in its entirety for Edmonton. Uh, I was at the in-laws hanging out in their hot tub, uh, you know, supervising my three children while I, while I was watching TV and drinking beer in the hot tub. Um but like Edmonton is fun to watch now, like with Trey Ford in there. And it seems as though them winning a couple games has galvanized them. You're right. There is no, I'd say outside of like, I get it. Both them and Ottawa are at three wins. They're very different in oh. their points of trajectory right now. Oh, a hundred percent. Like Edmonton, like, and, and you know, Edmonton's going to be motivated because yeah. suddenly now they're in a bit of a playoff race. A little bit technically. Yeah. Right, I mean, but again, you go, you go on a bit of a heater. You got Saskatchewan, which, let's face it, is a winnable game, mm-hmm. right? You take on BC. You know, moving down the stretch, you know, they've got an opportunity. They've got a tough schedule, but they got an opportunity. They're playing some East teams, so they could potentially work themselves in a crossover. And let's not forget, much like the Riders playing Toronto last week of the season, Edmonton's playing Winnipeg, who's probably starting. I don't know if they're starting Drew Brown in that game at this point, right? Yeah. So. It's it's they can they they've still their their backs are kind of against the wall and the riders can't take them lightly, nor do I think they will. I think no. last year's team takes them lightly and gets punched in the mouth. I think this year's team plays much better. I'm not going to say the W word because we're starting to realize just how powerful the phrase <laughs> curse is. I'm sorry, Toronto Blue Jays fans. Yeah, I, I, I think. Well, and I mean, here's the here's the side of it, I guess, for the Elks is. 
realistically, they're probably chasing Hamilton, who I think is on a bit of an upper trajectory themselves. Um, Which I respectfully disagree with you on. Well, yeah, and because they have the the flip side of it is Hamilton coming down the stretch here now is to play Winnipeg, Toronto, Calgary, Saskatchewan, BC, and Montreal. And see, that's why I think Hamilton's going to end up on a downward trajectory. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I, I mean, next week, this week here, they play the Bombers. And I know that's tough, but it's in Hamilton, and the Bombers are coming off a big emotional win. Which we've seen teams get caught in that situation before. So I'm not Perfect. saying it's go- I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but I'm not saying Hamilton winning isn't out of the equation there. But, uh, if, Toronto, but if the spread was big enough, you'd 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 take Hamilton to cover the spread. Yeah. Uh Toronto they definitely won't win. Calgary, I think they can win that game, which may effectively put them in. Um Saskatchewan, maybe, maybe cool. not. Who knows? BC depends on where they're at, and I think they can beat Montreal. So hmm. You're looking at, you know, a couple more wins, which puts them at 7-11. So, I mean, the, the there, there isn't that high of a bar left for Hamilton again. They don't have to run the table here to to stay hmm. third in the East. Hmm. I find your argument fascinating. I would like to subscribe to your newsletter. Yes, well, I don't have one. <laughs> You'll have to check more at 3donation.com. Even though oh, I, there you Even go. though I don't write that sort of stuff. Nah, you, you, write, you write the good stuff. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I read it every week, and not just because I'm your friend. Eh, I don't know if that means <laughs> much. <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.